This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everybody and welcome to a Sunday special of the Blood Red podcast where we will reflect on a quite frankly ridiculous match up in Newcastle last night. I am your host Sean Bradbury and there's a change in the hot seat for two reasons. Number one being I was at my Uncle Ralph's 80th birthday last night and we were singing happy birthday precisely at the moment when Rondon rattled one in. So my, my take on the match will not be brimming with insight. And number two, he has driven all night from up north. Uh, he is your regular host. He is Ian Doyle and he's back with us. Hello. Um, Dory, how was it? Was it was it cold up there last night? It was freezing. I mean, it, let's be honest, almost every single Liverpool game I've covered in the last three months, anyone who regularly looks at our blogs or follows me on Twitter will know that it's been absolutely freezing. I mean, it's May. It's May. And I was up there last night and I had my big coat on, <laughs> I had my scarf on, I had my woolly hat on and I had my hood up. And it was still cold. Well, but, you know, I, while I am old, come on. I'm not feeling the heat, you know, the, the weather that much at this age already. Connor, you seem to be looking disapprovingly at me. <laughs> you soft northerners, eh? <laughs> well, he's here, he's thawed out, he's Ian Doyle. And also, you heard there the dulcet tones of Connor Dunn. Connor, how's tricks? Where did you watch last night? Uh, I actually was on a one-year anniversary meal and managed to convince my missus that we could go and watch it at a pub nearby to <laughs> just a year at a restaurant. That's good. Nice. That, is, that, is, that, that is a win that's in good. itself. Yeah, that's, good. that's six points for the Reds last night then. <laughs> um, Doily, let's start with an overview of a crazy game last night. Um, in the build-up, Rafa was, wasn't really buying into any of the kind of Liverpool nostalgia and all the, all the talk, not entertaining any, any suggestion of doing any favours. Um, and his team lived up to that, gave the Reds a pretty stern test. Yeah, speaking to one or two people up there, they were saying that's probably amongst the best that Newcastle have played this season. I mean, since the the beginning, or the middle, sorry, I should say, of January, I think there's only uh, City, Liverpool, I think it may be Arsenal, the, or maybe Tottenham, uh, are the only other teams that have taken more points in that time than, mm. uh, than, than Newcastle. So they'd won six the last seven at home, so they weren't going to be easy. And of course, one of them was uh, against Manchester City, uh, which incredibly is the last time Man City dropped points, which was back at the end of January. So, well, Liverpool are still there. Um they got the win in the end. I mean, overall, in terms of quality, they did look tired. There were one or two changes. Obviously, there was no Roberto Firmino. He won't be there against Barcelona on Tuesday. Probably won't be there either. I wouldn't have thought against Wolves either. So Liverpool about to, you know, they got, they got a few injuries at the wrong time. Mohamed um, Salah went off, as everybody saw. With that, he got clobbered by uh, Martin Dubravka. He got a little bit of a shove in the back, but I don't think it made that much difference, to be honest. I think it was it looked like he was going to get hit by the keeper, but that was just one of those things. There was no blame attached to anybody really. Um, you know, he he left the ground, you know, of his own accord afterwards. Whether or not he'll be fit, he'll have some tests, I think, today. So Liverpool will know exactly what's wrong with him. But going back to the game itself, saying so Liverpool didn't play at their best, they did look tired, but they got the job done. And in terms of the resilience and the character of the team, we've said this time and time again this season, they just it's unsurpassed. You'd have to say they've probably got the greatest amount of character and that kind of attitude than any other team in the Premier League because Manchester City haven't really been in often because of the overall quality and the amount of the you know the, the depth of their squad. They've been able to just bring people in and to not grind out wins, but they've just been able to keep to the same mm. way of playing because they know it's so successful. And Liverpool haven't quite been able to do that. Although the game on Saturday was a little bit different in the sense that. Certainly in the second half when it went to 2-2, for the first time in a long time, not counting the last couple of minutes of Barcelona in midweek, Liverpool looked a little bit all over the place. They didn't look in control. It, it was you know, a little bit scrappy. It was. It, they looked like every single time Newcastle went forward, you thought, oh, they, they could have a chance here. But when you actually look back at the highlights, after they made it 2 all, they didn't really have that many chances, if any massive ones, because of the way Liverpool just you know, fought it out. And then it was down to the two substitutes uh, in, in the closing minutes. 
Now, Shakiri, I know a lot's been made of him over the last couple of months of where on earth he's been. And the answer's <laughs> obviously been training and sitting watching Liverpool play like the rest of us. Uh, but you know, he took that free kick at the uh, recommendation of Virgil van Dijk. Everybody would have seen that as well. Um, puts it across and there's Big Div, Divock Origi, heading it in. You know, he went in off Lascelles' face, but the all counts, I think it was going to go in anyway. But uh, you know, after his Everton goal, I'd, I'd argue that that was more important than his than his Everton goal. Much, much more important. Probably the Everton one was more enjoyable from a supporter point of view because a, it's against Everton, b, it's in front of the cop, c, it's the six minute of injury time. <laughs> but in terms of Liverpool's season, this has taken it to the last day. And I, th- I think I wrote in my piece just after the final whistle that looking at what Liverpool contributed to this title race, and it is remarkable. You could end it with, as we all know, with ninety seven points, which would might not guarantee them the league, uh, which would be the most points ever, not so much, not even by any team in the English English top flight history to to get and not win the league. It would be of any of the leading European leagues ever to get and not win the league. The, the previous record uh, being set by Real Madrid, I think in 20, I can't remember what year it was, 2011. wasn't it? it was, yeah, 96 points, I think in 2012 or 2013. Yeah. Mm. And they were beaten by Barcelona, who, of course, manager is, was Pep Guardiola. But... You know, for them to be there, <laughs> be nicely brought it yeah, around, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for Liverpool to get it to the last day, that's the very, very yeah. least they deserves. And it, you know, I was, he spoke after the game. Jurgen Klopp, you could tell he was quite clearly made up with the the, the character. He, he talked spoke about passion and heart mm. and all of those kind of things. And that's what's been needed. You only have to look at the amount of late winners, late goals Liverpool have scored in recent weeks. Think of Fulham, think of Tottenham, think of Southampton. They're just getting it done, and you know. Fair play to them. Um, that game last night, then Connor, you know, Doyle's just been speaking about it there. But sandwiched as it was between those two Barcelona ties, is, is that how you saw it playing out? Did you think it would be that tricky for Liverpool? Uh, no, not at all. To be honest with you, I don't think anybody quite expected Newcastle to play with the intensity they did. I thought they were absolutely bang up for it right from the word go. Um, Rondon up front, I thought posed a real problem. He looked really strong, really good on the ball actually, and. Yeah, perhaps as fans, we might have been a little bit guilty of underestimating Newcastle because of the big games we've had around it. Um, I don't think you considered Newcastle to have accrued so many points, as Doyley was mentioning there, as up being up with the likes of Arsenal stuff since the turn of the year. Um, but they're obviously a different prospect at home and they, they proved a real test for Liverpool. And I, I don't think personally Liverpool would have expected quite them to play quite so well because... Essentially, what were they playing for? Just just for the hell of it, really. But yeah, goodness, they gave it a poor game, didn't they? Oh, absolutely. And you mentioned this in your one of your pieces after the match, Doyley, but in the wake of the Barca game in the week, Klopp said, these boys never give up. They never give up. Um, and, you know, you were talking about it before, but do you think, is this the most resilient Reds team you've seen? Or, or is it a case of City, like, pushing them to these new heights, given the, the, the way the title race is panning out? Or is it a case that Liverpool's resilience is making sure that Man City had keep being kept to the heights True. that they're, they're having to be this season, I think? Pep Guardiola, Guardiola, whatever you want to call him. Is it Guardiola? I think it is Guardiola. Guardiola, Guardiola yeah. yeah. Pep, I know Christian Walsh always picks me up on that. He gets really angry. Uh, Pep, the Manchester City manager, <laughs> he's, he said, he said uh, already this season that, look, we're playing against a Liverpool team that is having the best season ever, like in their history of the, you know, their existence, in their history. You know, they've won the league 18 times. I think, I can't remember who it was. Was it you, Conor? Was it maybe Chris Beasley earlier today said that, Liverpool have now got more points than any time Manchester United. Yeah, any of yeah, uh, these teams yeah, ever or, got. Yeah, ever. Or, or any any points per game any Liverpool team have ever yeah. got. So there's you're your the two most successful, you know, top flight teams in English football history. And Liverpool, if you know they've already done better than them, if they get this win 
against Wolves in the last game, which hopefully they will, they'll have gone through the entire season by losing only one game, and there'll only have been two teams, or possibly two teams in the history of English football who've got more points over the course of the season, which would be Manchester City last season, and if they, if they win the last two games, Manchester City this season. So, um, you know, we mentioned that City perhaps have better quality, got better strength in depth, but yeah, in terms of resilience, character, it's difficult to argue with this Liverpool team, but that's not to say they haven't got any quality, let's be honest. Mm. The reason that they're up there is because they're a very good team with very good players and a very good manager playing a very good brand of football that's winning them games. Mm. And what they are then able to do on top of that is because they've got that confidence and they know what they're doing, they know it works, that they're able to dig themselves out of holes, which they were in one on uh, on Saturday night. So it did get a bit panicky towards the end. Certainly in the crowd, I thought. More in the Newcastle crowd, to be honest. It was very odd. Yeah, as Connor said, they weren't really playing for anything, but the atmosphere was fantastic. Yeah. And the, the, they were putting absolutely everything into it, the players and the crowd. So it was almost like... Benitez just said to them, "Look, I don't want you lot, you know, you know, letting me down because I don't want my, you know, I've, I've built myself up. I don't want people questioning my integrity, which they never were anyway, to be honest. But just to be on the safe side, go out there and absolutely try and destroy them. Which, Connor, you mentioned Rondon. Uh, people may already know that I quite like him as a footballer. I think he's quite good. I think he, uh, to be honest, I think he did a really good job at Liverpool. If I'm being honest, mm. uh, not probably not a different kind of, option. Yeah, isn't but, he? but then you know they had this with Solanke and that didn't quite work and." Ings to a lesser degree. I know he's not the same type of player, but I don't think that's who Klopp will be looking at. But, you know, he is somebody who could do a job for Liverpool and he certainly did a job on them. Uh, last night, Lovren struggled a bit up against him. A bit, a bit harsh on Lovren because obviously he's hardly played this season and while he did play the other week, was it against was it against Huddersfield? I think it was, yeah. He played yeah. against mm. Huddersfield. He played, I think it was Porto, was it, the home game? So he's, he's had one or two games, but not to the extent of, of that, the physicality of Rondon. And the amount of pressure Newcastle were putting on, but as you said, you said Sean, they got the job done, showed great character, and I think for Liverpool fans, they're just proud of the players and proud of the team. I mean, the amount of messages I got after the game were they were just basically saying this team is mad, with lots of <laughs> swear words as well around that. I think I think people know what I'm what I'm saying there. That they're just you know just when you think that they can't do any more, they just raise it again. Mm. How how do you think? Guardiola and City are feeling at this point, Connor, because I think the the lead at the whoever's top of the table that's changed hands more than thirty times this season, and obviously you know but both teams have been relentless. But looking at last night, Liverpool take the lead twice, let it slip twice, but they still find a way to win. Do you, do you think City just expect that now, or or could this have a little bit of an effect on them? I think what was it? Pep had his moment the other week, didn't he? When he he used an expletive to be like when Liverpool came back and came back and got back to the top of the Premier League. And in the same way as Liverpool fans realise and Liverpool players and everyone realises that City aren't going away, they're in exactly the same position, aren't they? Because they are in imperious form since the turn of the year. They have just won every single game, basically. And for Liverpool to still be there, it must be in their heads and it must be in Pep's mind to be like, what can we do to get away from them? And that's all you could really ask of Liverpool, to be honest, because all you want them to do is just keep the pressure on and, and keep asking the questions of Man City and keep putting the pressure on City to go and win their games and that's what they have to do and, but Leicester by no means is an easy task and we know how Brendan Rodgers can get his team playing football so yeah certainly I think that Pep will, will definitely know and definitely be of a realisation of how well Liverpool have done and yeah hopefully it does have an effect to be fair well, Fingers crossed The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo 
You've mentioned Doyle already, the, the impact that a couple of the, the fringe players, should we say, had last night. But looking at Origi and Shakiri, what do you think their standing is for next season? Because obviously lots of fans, and we've written plenty about this, are, are looking at a, a potential transfer in the summer being someone to supplement the Liverpool front line. Do you think either of those two can step up and kind of almost negate the need for that in the summer? And have, have their cameos convinced you that you know they could they could be the, the real option next season? Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's a tough one. I think Shakiri he must have been frustrated uh, being on the on the bench all that time and not even getting a look in. Um, Origi at least did the last couple of months. He started a few games. You know, he slightly hit and missed. Did do well in Porto. Uh, did well uh, against Watford. I think he did okay against Everton as well when he when he started on the wing. I mean, it's it's, it's a difficult one to say. To be honest, it's up, it might even be up to the players themselves. If you're Shakiri and you know, you, you've not played that much over the past three or four months. You just found yourself back in a situation you were at in uh, Bayern Munich. Uh, and that's the reason why he left there. He didn't do particularly well at Inter Milan. That's why he left there. But you just want to end up back at somewhere like Stoke, if you'll see that obviously they got relegated. In terms of Origi, he's not played that often this season for Liverpool. He didn't have a great time at Wolfsburg last year on loan. For him, he's still got a year left on his contract. So I think that, that might be one where Liverpool look and go... Well, maybe it's time to go. Again, that depends on what Klopp wants, the type of player he wants. Mm. He, need, he knows he needs to get another striker in because Sturridge is going to go. It's so whether he brings in two or he puts his faith in Brewster and, and Origi or brings in another one, then it, and then Origi might go, hang on, there's four other strikers here. I'm, I'm never going to get a game. Yeah, Origi's an interesting one, isn't he, to be honest? Because you'd think that Liverpool will be in the market for a striker to support when you know this happens. Firmino's injured at the moment and we need someone to come in of quality. But how do you go and say to someone like Tabala who, you know, He's been mentioned so many times since the Reds and just taking him as an example, he's a top player. How are you going to say to him, oh, you might not actually be playing every week, but come, mm. and, come and sit on the bench? And he's not going to want to do that. Play, players know how long their careers are and they're a pretty short lifespan, to be fair. Um, and that's in the same vein for Origi as well. He's like still relatively young and like in, pretty much coming into the prime of his career, isn't he? He's going to be one of playing a lot more football, surely. Um, but because he's done a really good job on the bench and he's, you know, when called upon, he's he's delivered this season on a, on a few occasions, given Liverpool a different option, a different threat. And I don't know what Liverpool will say to him, but I, I personally would like to keep hold of him. And, you know, similarly for Shakiri, I think his attitude, m- massive credit to him last night, particularly, he's massively shown he must have been on that training ground every week, knowing he's not going to play, still working really hard alongside the other players to keep himself fit, to keep himself ready for whenever he is asked to play, whenever he is asked to deliver and he's done it. Mm, absolutely. Can't, can't argue with that. Um, one thing you can argue with, or I, I would, this has irked me this season. The narrative. That <laughs> you just say, oh, you just said narrative. Narrative. Well, you've said narrative. That irks me. Well, this question may may irk you. Liverpool, we are told, are bottlers, but we've also. Oh, you just said bottlers. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But also that they are lucky, and and last night especially, I've seen a lot of people sharing the sharing the video on Twitter of um, Fabinho going down. Also, yeah. obviously looking at the Trent incident. Mm. With a specific focus on last night and you know a, a broad look at the season, do you think Liverpool have been lucky? No. Why? They've just had as much as everybody else. It's only because it's Liverpool, they're on the television all the time and there's so, so much interest in what they're doing. If you went and had a look at every other team, you Take would Messi see... Messi the other night, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. No one's talking about that, where he runs into the back of Fabinho, punches him on the back, the back of the head, head, and then takes the free kick from five yards yeah. further forward and scores. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... People go, well, that's part of the game because it's messy. Then for being, let's be honest, it wasn't a free kick. He just mm-hmm. literally just fell over, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Newcastle player, Matt Ritchie, it was, wasn't it? There was just a bit near him. But 
that's what happens. The Trent thing's different because Trent handles it on the line. And if it doesn't go in, it's a penalty and a standing off. The Decisions only... go for and against yeah. you in games all the time, though. Every team, yeah. that is not just Liverpool. And Klopp has said this so many times, hasn't he? Liverpool get themselves in attacking positions so much of the game. They push so much. They never stop. And this is the thing. That's why they get the late goals. It's why they've come back from situations because they keep pushing and they're living life on the line and they're going to get decisions because there's so many decisions that, that are to have to be made. You know, when players are challenging with each other, no matter if it's a clean tackle or a foul, the referee still has to make a decision on what he thinks that is. And at the end of the day, he's deemed that Fabinho wants to be foul. Okay, slight mistake with the referee, but that, it, it happens. And it's not luck. It's the fact that Fabinho's in that position, the fact that Liverpool are attacking, the fact that Liverpool are still trying to win the game in the final moment. So, yeah, that is definitely, I don't think anything to do with luck, to be honest. <laughs> well, the, well the, other thing, the, the other thing that happened in that game, which obviously nobody's mentioned about, is early on, Mane gets kicked in the head. Oh yeah, Mankino in the penalty area. If that's anywhere else, that's foot up on a foul. Mm. Now, yeah. you know all the people who are moaning about Fabinho. You know, quite rightly said that was not a free kick. Well, you, well, that's clearly a penalty. Go back to the Trent thing. The only mistake from the referee was not to give me yellow, yellow card. card. That's what the, mm, the yeah. rules states. Yeah. And let's be honest, most of us didn't know that anyway, did we? We just knew that it would be a red card if it, if they hadn't scored. So. Perhaps, yes, yeah, so there you go. Liverpool's luck is that Newcastle actually had a shot and it went in. So that's <laughs> it. There you go. There you go. Liverpool were Liverpool really lucky that Newcastle scored. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we will go from luck to Leicester um, and take a well, quick that's look. That's a nice link. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All the else. Seamless. Uh, <laughs> um, Jamie Vardy's wife wants the Reds to win. Rodgers has got his, his new side pairing. Vardy himself is in fine fettle. Connor, is this the one where points could be dropped? Leicester are a good side, aren't they? Jamie Vardy's a good striker. Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. You just pin your hopes on anything happening, don't you? Any points, any anything, anything. Um, but you're looking at it seriously. You know, Leicester are a good team and they can cause top sides problems as they've shown all this season. You know, there are no mugs when it comes to winning the Premier League themselves a few mm. years ago, obviously. They've got experience and they've got some really high quality players and you never know. Jamie Vardy on his day, running in behind, he can easily get a goal and I, I do think it's going to be a problem for City. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think Rodgers will have his side at full intensity, just like Rafa had his side last night. But that's the sort of managers they are, it's the sort of managers we have seen that they are, we know they are, and mm-hmm. it's what you've got to hope for, isn't it? If Leicester scored the first goal, it would make it interesting. Yeah. I think that would make it very interesting because Man City's players are human. They will be nervous. They will look at Liverpool, and as we've said before, Guardiola would have been watching going, oh dear, when <laughs> Liverpool scored yet another late goal. Um so they will be they they will be like you know it's not done for them yeah they still need to win those two games realistically because Liverpool you'd like to think favourites against Wolves yeah. home crowd all this that and the other mm. they'll want to finish strongly they've got this far for Man City and Wolves are in the Europe now aren't they as well well I think the only team that can finish both of them is Leicester yeah so <laughs> it's Leicester could yeah it's either or yeah. a draw for Man City that would be a good result because that would finish finish at Leicester finishing seventh but uh, I, th- I think if Leicester I mean I've said all along. That this was the I said at the start that you know when we were talking about the running after the last international break that Liverpool's game that they needed to win was against Chelsea at home and they won it, and since then they've won every game. And I thought that Man City's game that they'd need to win would be Leicester at home for all the talk of United away and Burnley away. I think there was always extenuating circumstances like Tottenham. Ever since the Tottenham Man City would purred with each other in the Champions League, I always fancied City to win that game and they did. Although it was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, uh, but Leicester's the one for a variety of reasons mm-hmm. and the Rogers reason is as good a reason as any I mean Jamie Vardy as well he's somebody I think uh, there was some stat knocking round 
um, after the game. I think we may have mentioned it on our, on pod with me and James. He did on um, after the game on on Wednesday, saying the the top goal scorers against the top six in the Premier League since 2012. And Sergio Aguero was miles clear, like something like 43. And I think Jamie Vardy's next on, or next on 25, really? or mm. he's in there, or 27 or 28. Yeah, I actually saw yeah. that thing around. And, and Van Persie's Messi, on there, Messi's on yeah, there, Messi's isn't he? There. Oh, yeah, never played, never played in the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Vardy's on there, yeah. isn't he? He's on there with some, obviously, top quality strikers. Yeah. You just mentioned he, they're he like, see, and yeah, Messi. He seems so. to lift his game when he, when he plays against the, the better clubs. And if there's one thing that Man City's defence doesn't have in centre-back, unless they move uh, Kyle Walker across his pace. Mm. Well, I'm very pleased to hear you say that because I've spent a lot of pods in recent weeks making a case for Palace, making a case for Spurs. Now you're wasting your time. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You correctly call those. Well, yeah, there you go. A little glimmer of hope for the Reds. Um, Final point then. Uh, We'll go to you first on this, Connor. This... It, it's weird saying this given the way that the first leg of Barca went and obviously City's relentlessness, but this could still be one of the, the greatest ever weeks to be a Liverpool fan. But do you think Klopp might be tempted to prioritise Sunday over Tuesday a little bit, um, especially given how the, the Barcelona tie stands? Or, or do you think in his mind Liverpool is still going all out for both competitions? I think it will massively depend on what happens on Monday with Leicester mm. and City, to be honest with you. Um, because I think you've got to look at it like if if Leicester draw, you've got to be tempted to rest Salah because 3-0, you know, we all know the power of Manfred. We all like to hope and we all like to dream and Anfield will be rocking and it'll be an incredible game. But 3-0 against Barcelona, a team you think might score four or five goals is a big, big, big ask for any team, including Liverpool at Anfield. Um, if... If that is a draw, City, Monday night with Leicester, you've got to think the likes of Salah might be given a rest. Or Klopp looks at it and still wants to go health level both competitions, but then at 50 minutes, say 60 minutes, if it's still nil-nil, then they're going to start bringing making substitutions or mm. the other way around and throwing them on. I think, I think Monday's game is massive for Tuesday's selection, mm. um, and I, I really do think it will be hinged on that result. Mm. Same question to you, Doyle. Do you think... Liverpool have obviously done admirably to to compete on two fronts, especially in the last few months where the results have been you know almost perfect. Do you think that they can still take that all the way down to Sunday? I think they will, and I don't think they'll. To be honest, I don't think they'll rest any players on Tuesday either. None that don't need to be rested. You know, there'll be no Firmino. There will be a decision to be made on on Salah, but otherwise, what's the why, why would you get to the semi final and have even a glimmer of hope and not go hundred percent at it? I mean, there's still another five days before the game against Wolves. Mm. It's Wolves. Like it's not Barcelona, <laughs> and while Wolves have done very well this season, and I've got some great results against top six teams, Liverpool have to be favourites for that one. Not favourites to get through against Barcelona, but think what this result on Saturday's done. It's maybe some people are a little bit despondent after what happened in at Camp New, and not the new camp as James calls it. By the way. <laughs> um, I think they'll be up for it. The crowd will be buzzing. It'll be bouncing at Anfield certainly for the the start of the game, and if you know at the risk of saying things that Jurgen Klopp believes are. Uh, all that nonsense, as he would say. Uh, if they get an early goal, then uh, it, it could all be lively. Indeed. Right. Well, for now, it's uh, over to you again, Man City. We will be back on Tuesday uh, to look ahead to the Barcelona game and reflect on whatever happens tomorrow night at the Etihad. Uh, and then be back later on in the week to look back at the game against Barcelona. So bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.